Hello, and welcome to the Golden Heart Rising podcast. My name is Tara Kabatov, and I'll be sharing information around personal transformation, healing, the law of attraction, manifestation, the human condition, and the great mysteries of life. Hello, and welcome to this episode. I am dialing in from the country. I'm outside, actually, so you may catch some noises in the background. And I do apologize if there's anything uh, that is getting in the way of the sound quality. But uh, I am in transit, and it's been a while since I've recorded. So I thought I would just find a space here and start to share some information around mentalism around mastering the mind. Now, this is a big topic. It can be very convoluted. It can be very uh, extensive. It can be very confusing. So I'm going to share some of my own tips, um, why it's so crucial to work with the mind in a way of dissecting the thoughts, becoming into a place of calmness. And then once you've let go of a lot of thoughts and a lot of the noise up there, uh, then moving into a place of creation. I'm also going to touch on the book, The Kabbalion. If you have heard of it, uh, then you'll be familiar with some of the work that I'm going to share. If not, I highly suggest uh, picking up this book if you are interested in finding out more around um, becoming a deliberate creator of your reality, of working with energy, of becoming very um, aware and very conscious around how to best manage yourself and manage the greater force of life, if you will, in a way of rhythm and harmony so that you can manifest, so that you can create the life you desire. And I know it sounds like a bit of a blanket statement when I say that. I don't know how else to say it. But when you start to develop the awareness of not being a prisoner of all the subconscious programming and the effects of the outer world, where you start to become the creator, where you start to, and this is in all areas of life, I don't want to uh, look at one area of life and just say, well, yes, this is going to make you a multimillionaire, which it could, it very, very well could, because everything is connected. This has to do with relationships, it has to do with your well-being, it has to do with um, your health, it has to do with peace and inner peace, uh, and outer peace as well, and just being fulfilled within self rather than looking for something to fulfill or to fill a void. This is brings you to another level altogether. It really does. So all the work that I share, all the work that I do is very much around this becoming a conscious creator, being deliberate of our actions, of our thoughts, of our choices, and starting to dial it in into a place of really understanding self. There are so many aspects involved because everything is connected. You know, our thoughts and our emotions work very well hand in hand. Our thoughts trigger emotions. Our emotions create reactions. Our emotions can be very addictive, so we can get caught in the loop very easily as well. So that's why I want to focus on the mind. Again, we're not taught these things. We are not taught these uh, aspects of ourselves when we're young. So we have to figure it out on our own when we're older. And, and we are coming into an incredible time right now in our collective where all of these, these uh, aspects of our lives are being put into question. And we're almost on some level going back to the beginning going back to our truth, going back to our um, the practices of working with energy, of higher states of consciousness, of, of slowly detaching from the limitations of the 3D. And I'm not saying the 3D is bad. We still live in the 3D and we still need to experience aspects of it. But the 3D that we have 
grown accustomed to, which has been limited, has really stifled our ability to expand. But we are moving away from that. We are evolving, right? So this is part of the evolutionary process. And uh, the mind sure is a big aspect of it. That's why I have to stress that this is one of the um, aspects of our, our existence that we really need to pay attention to. Now, I remember when I was 30 years old, it was just before I was 30, I went to a retreat and uh, I wanted to do something for my 30th birthday. Now, this was almost 16 years ago. I'm turning 46 this year. Um, but I felt that at that time in my life, I just wasn't satisfied. I wasn't satisfied with... Uh, just being in the environment that I was living in. I just felt it was very unfulfilling. I just felt that there was more to life or there was more to learn and explore. And it was just before my 30th birthday. I ended up signing up for a retreat and uh, I was the youngest person there. I was the greenest person there. Um, and I was really nervous uh, going to this uh, this retreat. Uh, I, I felt completely out of my comfort zone, but it couldn't have been more perfect. I actually didn't want to leave by the end of it. Um, and it really, I'm, I'm the kind of person that will jump all in uh, <laughs> rather than taking my time with things. I just sort of find that with my personality type, I'll just tend to go all in and um, sink or swim, right? So, but this one, I definitely swam. I felt like I, by the end of it, I was really in my element. And it was more of a silent retreat, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, it's funny that I'm actually working on content when truthfully, I, I'm not much of a talker, actually. If you know me on a personal level, I, I really don't like I, I'm, I don't talk a lot. I don't really enjoy um, a lot of conversation. Maybe it's because also to the, the work that I do with content creation, it does take a lot of energy from me uh, as well. So I do find that um, I'm in my happiest when I'm just alone and I, and I can be at peace with um, pure, pure, pure silence. It's very rare that it happens, but it allows me to connect with myself and it allows me to regain my energy. And if you think again, everything is energy. Imagine how much energy your mind uses. And actually there was a stat that I remember coming across uh, not too long ago that did have a statistic around how much energy the brain uses. It goes to show how active our mind is and how active it is on a subconscious level where we don't have control over it or we don't we don't understand or we, um, we lack the awareness of what is happening in the mind. And it's so easy to have the mind on all the time, thinking about the day, thinking about conversations, thinking about relationships, analyzing, overanalyzing situations, uh, thinking about work, the details within work, the details within oh, so much. I mean, you name it, so many thoughts can come into our mind and again, in a given second, the ability of our mind to process information it's a su our supercomputer. It's a massive, massive component of our existence in the 3D. So this is, again, one area that we really need to focus on, that we need to be very aware and come to a place of harnessing the energy that the mind uses for creation, for manifestation. I'm all about quality over quantity. I really feel that that plays into the aspect of this, what I'm talking about as well, because again, it gives you that ability to have greater quality thoughts, greater quality relationships, greater quality experiences, uh, greater quality of work. I find that actually also, since I've worked with a lot of meditation techniques over the years, I found that I make less mistakes. I'm more aware. I'm more tuned in. I'm more dialed in. I'm very focused. I listen intently, but also my senses have increased. So if you think again, everything is energy, 
if the mind is on all the time, it's taking away energy from other senses, from other aspects of your being and from your body. So we can only really process so much energy within ourselves, right? And if, if it, there's a misalignment within ourselves of a use of energy or misuse of energy, then other parts of our being are going to be compromised so that we very well could create imbalances within ourselves um, from an energetic standpoint if our mind is so heavily on. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering, well, what do I do? How do I calm down my mind? How do I how do I move into a place of stillness? Now, I can tell you so many things. I can give you so many tips. But I find that, truthfully, the best way is to practice by yourself. Um, there are so many things that I can say, and I, I really do focus on trying to say things the right way so that it will make sense. But at the end of the day, you just have to experience it. You just have to go through at least the trial and error, um, even just trying it out and seeing what works, what doesn't work. But at the end of it all, your main goal is to be in a place of complete stillness in the mind. And what that means is to have no thoughts. And I know this might sound uh, a bit odd, and I don't know how else to describe it. But I've gotten to the point where I can physically feel my brain when it is active, versus when I've let everything go. It's almost like a muscle. I can feel it now. I can feel when my brain is really active, when I have a lot on my mind, when I'm really stressed out, if I have something just show up all of a sudden out of nowhere, that could create a bit of chaos. When I check in with myself and I let go of the mental activity, I can feel in my mind, I can feel it relax. I can feel it just let go. And that is the place that you want to be. So imagine your mind being full of energy when it's on, when there's thoughts, when there's thinking, when there's stress, when there's worry, when there's fear, when there's all sorts of these thoughts that show up. Imagine this ball of energy within your mind that's just on full tilt, feeding itself with energy constantly, constantly, constantly. Just check in with your, with your thoughts during the day and just let it go. Just let it go and imagine the brain being almost a muscle and just relax it. Let it go. Let go of the thoughts. And we become so accustomed to these thoughts because our thoughts create emotions. And emotions can be very familiar. They can be very addicting. And I've talked about this many times before. And there are other practitioners do talk about this. And it's something that I've had to work through myself. And again, like I, I mentioned earlier, you won't really understand it until you go through it, until you experience it. So it is constant awareness. It is constant effort just on the, on the aspect of being aware. Now, you can go into the practice of meditation 10, 15 minutes a day, which I do recommend. I highly recommend meditation every day. And some people might say, well, I can't meditate. Well, then try meditation with music. Try binaural beats. Try guided meditation. Try going for a walk and not thinking about anything. There are many techniques that will help guide you or help uh, move you towards a state of awareness and a state of relaxation within the mind. But we also come from a very busy, very demanding, very structured environment. And that is that old 3D um, construct, if you will, that we're starting to slowly break away from. We still need the 3D. We still are here having a human experience. So we still do need schedules. We still do need timelines and have responsibilities. And there's that's completely fine. But it's in how much energy we are giving those aspects when we're not part of that experience. So if you're at work and you're working, when you leave work, leave the work behind. Clear the mind. 
And if you have ideas that pop in, if you have solutions that show up, then yes, that's wonderful. And the more the more clear you are in your mind, you are going to have more creative insights. You are going to have a stronger connection with your higher self. You are going to have a stronger connection with other people. You are going to have a stronger connection with your body. Now I'm going to go into the Kabbalion. And if you have heard of this book, again, you may, this may be familiar for you. If you haven't, I really suggest to pick it up. If you're someone who likes a bit of mystery, the Kabbalion has no author. There are some theories around who the author or the authors could be, but uh, this is an unknown author. It is labeled from the three initiates. However, again, there aren't any specific names attached or related to the writings of this book, uh, but it's based on the seven principles of occult philosophy. The first one is mentalism. The all is mind. The universe is mental. So it basically is saying that all is thought. Our reality starts with thought. So I will I will also also mention what all seven are because I just mentioned there are seven. You're probably saying, well, I want to know what all seven are. So I will go into all seven, um, but I'm not going to touch on any of the, of the others in this podcast other than mentalism. So number one at the top, again, is mentalism. The all is is mind, meaning spirit, source. The all is mind. The universe is mental. Everything starts with a thought. Everything is energy. Now, this has been scientifically proven. Where our thoughts go, what our thoughts, what we think, where we put our mind towards, that is what we create, even if it's limiting, even if it's low, even if it is constrictive, even if it's productive, if it's a a vision-based thought that all creates a reality. Correspondence is number two. That is the as above, so below. As below, so above. Number three is vibration. Nothing rests, everything moves, everything vibrates. Number four is polarity. Everything is dual. Everything has poles. Everything has its pair of opposites. Number five is rhythm. Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. Number six, cause and effect. Every cause has its effect. Every effect has its cause. Everything happens according to law. And finally, number seven, gender. Gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. So I just included all seven just for your reference. But the one that we're going to look at most is mentalism, of course. Um, And you may notice some of those also very much tie into the tarot. So a lot of the uh, major arcana do follow the principles of these seven principles. So there's a lot of correlate correlation uh, between the tarot and this, and also, of course, working with energy, understanding how we can work in a very expansive mode of creation. And by creation, I mean, again, we have the ability to alchemize, we have the ability to manifest, we have the ability to change everything in our life, everything, our body, our success, our relationships, our career, our emotions, our fulfillment, all of it. So I want to talk about the mental universe within the Kabbalion. And the the author, unknown, right, goes into spirit, goes into spirit, you want if you want to call it God, they call it the all. And they go into a question of what is spirit and how is the universe created? Whoa, 
(laughs) That's a big question. That has been the question for centuries. What is God? What is spirit? What is the universe? And how is the universe created? They go into great detail within this. And for me, this makes complete sense. It is very clear. It's well articulated. It is well defined. And I won't get into the spirit, but I'm going to go into the universe because the, according to the Kabbalion, the spirit has created the universe. And there is one aspect that they highlight with how was the universe created. They state, without getting into the book completely, they do state that the all, meaning spirit or God, can create in no other way except mentally, without either using material, and there is none to use, or else reproducing itself, which is also impossible. There is no escape from this conclusion of the reason which, as we have said, agrees with the highest teaching of the illuminated. Just as you, student, may create a universe of your own in your mentality, so does the all create universes in its own mentality. But your universe is the mental creation of finite mind, whereas that of the all is the creation of an infinite The two are similar in kind, but infinitely different in degree. We shall examine more closely into the process of creation and manifestation as we proceed. But this is to the point to fix in your mind at this stage that the universe and all it contains is a mental creation of the all. Indeed, all is mind. And what they are saying is that the universe has been created from a thought, from some kind of initiation, some kind of starting point, beginning with thought. And that is, that is how we create. That is how we create our life in many aspects. And that's why it's also important to understand our subconscious. We can consciously want to manifest something, a success, a relationship, um, a healthier body, um, a new style, personal style, whatever it is, we can consciously manifest many things. But is what's under the surface that's most important. It's within the subconscious. Where are our subconscious thoughts residing around how we react in the world, how we see ourselves on a deeper level, how we feel about ourselves, our lack of worth, our low confidence, our inability to speak our truth, our inability to show the world our true selves, um, lack mindset, poverty mindset, um, oh, the range of belief systems feel endless in so many degrees. So everyone has their unique story, but also too, I feel that a lot of us have very common stories. We have unique sub stories, but I feel that a lot of us have very similar overarching stories of similar belief systems that tie into the way we think. Now, the way we think, the way we process information, the way we react to things, also in ways that we don't see our reality, the lack of clarity. If you're familiar with the moon card in tarot, that is very much relatable. The illusions that we see within our reality and our world based on our fears, and our fears reside in the subconscious, and they range in so many multitudes of experiences. 
Now you might think fear is, well, I'm fearless. And I thought I was fearless for a long time until I really got into understanding myself, until I really got also into this work. I had to address many fears to overcome um, my confidence, my voice, my clarity, my direction. It all came from me unraveling and unlocking many of my fears that I've had since childhood. Remember, everything is connected. Our thoughts play off of our subconscious, off of our, our emotions. Our emotions are triggered by our thoughts, but there's a loop that we can easily be sent into of the thought, the emotion loop. That's why, again, it's very important to be aware of the thoughts, of what we say, of how we interpret things, of our intention of what we want to create in our life based on how we feel, what we think, what we perceive. It's also very easy to become a victim in life, but that means that our thoughts are working in our subconscious realms. If we become a victim, if we attract toxic relationships after toxic relationships after toxic relationships, it means that we are operating in an unconscious manner. We have to start working in a conscious manner and be aware of what are the patterns that I'm repeating and how do I break them. And most often, truthfully, you may need outside help. We can't do all this work alone. I didn't. I had to have a, a lot of help actually digging into the areas that I couldn't see, into the unseen. And it did change my thought process. It freed up so many of my limitations so that I could step into my authentic self so that I could clear up my thoughts, my negative thinking or my, my limited thinking, and I could move into a more expansive uh, expression of myself and now be fully in creation mode. And when we let go of the limitations and we let go of the limiting thoughts and the noise within our mind, we move into a greater ability to create, to work on creating, to work on enjoying, to work on manifesting. And that law of attraction is always in effect. Like attracts like. What your thoughts are saying about yourself and about other people and about the world are going to attract that in return. If you feel that the world is unsafe, if you feel that the world is falling apart, if you feel that the world is corrupt, well, at some degree, it could be. But if that is top of mind, and if that is how one would operate, then that is going to be the reality of that person's experience. You could turn the news off and you can turn towards a more positive experience and look at life as a process of a, a timeline of transformation, of a timeline of healing, of a timeline of change, then that is what is going to be created in your reality. We also come from a society where, and I've been accustomed to it as well, I fell into the corporate lifestyle where being busy felt good. Being busy was productive. Uh, being busy was an accomplishment. Uh, it was status. It was success. And the whole burnout culture is now coming to light regarding overworking and the mental health issues that are now becoming systemic within our society, within the corporate culture. It's not healthy. Your mind cannot keep up to the demands of life. And we have pushed ourselves so hard to accomplish so much in a very unrealistic manner. But also, too, I would like to challenge it. Have we really accomplished a lot in some degree absolutely in some degree absolutely not 
I'm, I firmly believe that, and this is based on my own experience. When I was pushed hard, when I pushed myself hard, when I was working, I was working full-time job, but I had startups that I was building on the side. I was working nonstop to prove myself, to create success. It was all for the wrong reasons. But since I have taken a step back from that, and I now am working towards a quality type of lifestyle, meaning not overrun. I still work hard, but my mindset is in a completely different place. My quality of work has gone up. I make less mistakes. I get more ideas. I have creative insights. I have, I, I have moments of sheer brilliance. At least that's what I think, but it feels like it. And I feel more and more in a creative element, being able to create work that I love. It's a completely different way of living. But our society is not designed that way. Our society has been designed from the very beginning when we went into school, when we started producing homework and uh, achieving grades and living up to a certain standard in life. That's when we have been taught to use our brain only in one way. That is why, again, this work is very important, especially mastering the mind. I will be distributing further content pieces on these seven principles as well as they are all extremely important. But I wanted to start with mentalism and especially focus on that one as, as it is number one in the seven principles here in the Kabbalion for a reason. It is the most important. And when you master it or go through the process of mastering this, this is a personal journey. This is a personal journey. This is a journey that you have to experience for yourself. It requires work and dedication. It's a fine dance. It is movement of so many different levels and degrees. But the more that you put it into practice, the more you will see and the more that you will the more creative energy that you will be tapping into. Um, again, you know all the benefits. I've already stated it, but try it for yourself. Try it for yourself. Give yourself time and space every day to just relax and let go of the mind and be aware of where the thoughts are going from a subconscious level and a conscious level of how the thoughts are influencing decisions, how the thoughts are influencing reactions to certain matters, maybe within relationships, how you believe about yourself, what stories are you telling yourself or other people, how your thoughts are triggering your emotions, what areas just need to be worked on. There is no rush with this process. It is timeless. We are all very complex and multidimensional in our own right. But I do hope this offered some guidance and further information for your journey and beyond. I'm wishing you all the best. And until next time, take care. That concludes another episode of the Golden Heart Rising podcast. Thank you very much for being here. Make sure to check out my YouTube channel for further discussions and interesting topics. And of course, if you are enjoying these podcasts, don't forget to share it with the world. I'm sending you much love and light. Until next time.